podcast, and the season is over. Oh, shit. I'm here with Snake, a co-non-champion of this season, and man, oh man, the UW-Michigan game just ended, but also, so has Bliss's hopes at becoming a champion. So first and foremost, we cannot skip it. Snake! Did Bliss stand a chance at all, ever? Let's get it out of the way. Never. No. Never did. Not one chance. Yeah. That, you know, you look at the going into the the playoffs. I mean, he squeaked on it, and then he steamrolled me, and it was like, wow. maybe It was a surprise. No one saw that shit coming. And then all of a sudden, Zach showed up and said, hold on. (laughs) <laughs> just a minute now. And this couldn't, I, lightning doesn't Zach strike twice, right? And then, yeah. I'd say I, I, we'd have to have the, you know, the historian look at it, but wow. that was probably one of the most impressive victories that has uh, ever been in the years of Finicky. It was over after one week. And, like, it didn't get any better in week 18, but like, you know, week 18 is what I, I like to think is a sportsman's finish. We're like, hey, you don't get to rest on your laurels. You got to bet that your guys are still good, or you got to bet on all these wackadoodle fucking random guys who are going to play in week 18. Like, you got to pick. It's still up to you. It's just as important as week one when you just picked a bunch of dudes and you're like, God, I hope they do well. It's that all over again. But at the end of the season, with the fucking Marvin Mims and the, the Julio Jones and all of these random people who haven't done shit all season, and like maybe, maybe I can I can craft a dream roster, uh, but I'm not gonna rest on my laurels. You're still fighting at the very end. However, even as much as Bliss probably maybe fought, I'm not even sure if he did uh, because he was sick and a bitch. Uh, I think that. Yeah, he, he still started like a non-active Swift. So it did feel like a, just a, oh, what's the sound I'm thinking of? That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. There's no words. You know, like, a, like a, a picture is worth a million words or whatever. Like a, that sound encompasses everything that I was thinking that was the end to... Um, Bliss's uh, almost great season. Similar to the University of Washington playing Michigan, where uh, that that game was it, it was closer at half than it should have been. And then, uh, I don't know, what did you think? Well, how did you feel about that? I'm assuming I was talking to Zach, and Zach was like, I, in L.A., it's such not a very big deal at all. But up here, it's a very big deal. So did you have uh, anybody texting you and neighbors losing their minds, anything? Um, I am on a group text with the, I'd say probably about 75% of the guys on the group text is that they all went to UW or support UW. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was quiet today, but, uh, <laughs> the last, uh, you know, the last few days there's been, you know, a few little things, you know, in there, but thankfully, you know, nothing too like barfable, right? Like, gosh, yeah. sometimes I feel like these guys, it's like, ugh, I just can't uh, like want to take myself out of the group. Not this time. And, uh, and I, re- 
you know, and I, uh, I res- respected without putting any schadenfreude, just laughing things to them. Yeah. So I, I, I bragged none. I, 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 I yeah. acted as if I cared none. That was important too, but just like, yeah, it's like, <sighs> Enjoy the Big tw- Big Ten. Honestly, it's just like enjoy the Big Ten. You're off. You know this is what you wanted, yeah. and, and I hope but- you're. I hope you are happy. I hope this is everything that you wanted and more. I hope it was worth it. I hope it was worth it. Um, Godspeed, and um, I don't know. Like looking forward, it's like this. There, there could be a lot of changes. I guess you know what. Well, let's just move on to our postmortem phase. You know the. Ben, Zach is going to do his victory lap, and that's fine. That's not what this episode is about. We're not about actually readdressing the finicky. We're just kind of like closing up the overall emotions of the season. Uh, and we might as well just like, I mean, now that we're on the UW, we might as well just start with that. It feels like Harbaugh may move on. And it feels, I mean, obviously Impendix is going to move on and Crum and all those guys. But like, if you had to, if you had any predictions about any of those folks, are there any of them you feel strongly about? We can do that in detail, but like, this is your chance before the rumor mill starts to really spin. Is there anything you feel like is a good fit for Penix or for Harbaugh? Anything that, that really like, ah, man, this is, it's, it's just itching me. I feel like this is a fit. Uh, you know, nothing really comes to mind. I have a hard time pinpointing where where Penix will really kind of fit in. I, and maybe it's just because I really just don't think that he is going to be very good in the next level. They personally. were talking top five. Before this game, they're like, it's, you know what? It's I, no longer one, two. It's one, two, three. I heard that and I was like, I'm so surprised. And, the, and I know that we've talked before where I, I just, I just don't even see how, why they talk of Drake May as much as they do as well. He seems like just like someone that is a, just a trap. He could be yeah. Mitchell Trubisky. He could be. Yeah. He this could is not be, fun. but he could be. Yeah. And um, but yeah, but Penix, like I mean, I, I would I would think that like, you know, the way that this game went, that yeah, and with his injury history, his age. You know, I I just don't think that he's going to be... I mean, he could still go in the first round, maybe towards the end, but I just... I, I don't know. Maybe maybe in the coming months, you know, it'll, something else will happen, but I just... I don't know. We'll get to the specifics. I mean, we've got the top... We have the first 18, obviously, the seedings for everyone. The Seahawks are the 16th overall pick at this point. Um, yeah. And... Honestly, yeah, I, I feel only as confident as that unless somebody falls in love with him... Unless I, mean, I don't know what he could ever do at the combine to change things, but it's really if he's going to be in the first round, it's because there's a team that feels like he fits. And honestly, that's the best possible thing. The best possible thing for Penix is to be drafted at the back end of the first round to a successful team that just needs a quarterback to fill the role eventually sure. and, and has good wide receivers. Like, if he yeah, and- somehow ended up on, I don't know. I mean, just a team without any wide receiver help, it, 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 that's not his game. He is good at spreading the ball around. He's, he's, he's a lot like almost a um, – he's not completely unlike a Cougar football quarterback. He's a, not like a – he's a spread. He spreads it out. 
He can throw the ball. He can distribute. But honestly, his accuracy isn't that great, and his awareness isn't yeah. superior to, I think, a lot of guys that are coming out. You We're watching today's game. There were times where Romeo Dunes were completely open, and here were times where he had open guys, and he overthrew them. I think Romeo Dunes is going to be the number one pickoff of this team, and I think whoever yeah. gets Odunz, that's that's the guy. You know? That's 100% the guy. It's like when Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry – we're on the same LSU team. Do you remember that quarterback's name? No, no, no one does. <laughs> Didn't need to, but yet he was putting up crazy numbers. And it's like, yeah, I think that's where we're at. I think it's the wide receivers of the guys that are going to pluck off this team, probably a left tackle and, you know, some defenders. It's, it's yeah, I guess one team that maybe I, I doubt that they would take him, but that kind of comes to mind where I think Penix could succeed. Uh, it would be the Dolphins and – um, and maybe that's just because of the fact that there's a lot of similarities of, of, of Tua and Penix. I mean, they're both lefties. They're both. Yeah, uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. And plus, like, do you want to give uh, Tua a quarter of a billion dollars? He's got, what, one year left? So he's in extension territory? Like, yeah, it's not. That's good. That's good. That's a good well, thought. I don't know if that would happen, but, uh, you know. That's probably the best fit that I would see because there's some of the similarities, but, but, but we'll see. Doesn't it feel like the way that you really do accomplish building a team nowadays is you, you look at it and it's like, man, what do the Niners have? God, they have all these skill guys and God, they got a great defense. And you know what? Whoever put they put at quarterback will be successful. And then you look at the opposite end of the spectrum and you've got just ugh, the chiefs and there's absolutely no weapons on offense anymore. Or, you know, the Chargers, and they've got a, eh, scattered weapons, and maybe the right coach can make it work. But honestly, he's throwing to all these old guys, and it's just like, get the right quarterback used to be the formula. Get the right quarterback, and then everything else will fall into place. But honestly, you got to have the other weapons. Otherwise, yeah. it's not you're just wasting that quarterback contract. So, I don't know. It, it is an idea of like, if you don't think Tua is the reason your team is successful and you've got an offensive coordinator or offensive coach like uh, Mike McDaniels or uh, man, just, you know, the Kyle Shanahan or I, oh, the Rams went a different way, but it's like, there are all these offensive coach out there. that just feel like they're kingmakers when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah. And it's like, those guys should never have anyone who is a quarterback who's worth 40, $50 million a year. If you have a 40 to $50 million a year quarterback, that should be someone that doesn't need the offensive guru head coach. And I know that I'm, I'm speaking against the entire Chiefs model, but really it's kind of falling apart right now. Had they kept Tyreek Hill, they probably would have been really good right now, but they didn't. And now look, no one thinks they're going to get past the wild card. And they have arguably the best card quarterback in the entire league. Uh, we are at a turning point. We are at a turning point with quarterback value. Uh, and I guess the bubble has to burst for everything. And it feels like we're at the bubble bursting moment. So Tua might be it. And I actually like, yeah, Penix. If Penix falls to Dolphins, uh, everyone's going to all of a sudden be like, ooh, that's, that's, that's cooking with gas. That's something. Um, let's transition on that with a wide receiver talent. Um, Seahawks. Um, didn't, what was the word? Didn't do great. We, we won, but we also lost because we didn't win enough games earlier and we lost the Rams twice, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, and I could like go through the whole Steelers thing where like maybe the Steelers are better than they are and they like got rid of Mad Canada, blah, 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 blah. I don't really care. It's like we have those three wide receivers this year. And I honestly don't think we can keep. I think ah, I need, I should have researched it before we started. I think Tyler Lockett's worth $25 million next year. That's a yeah. lot of wide receiver money. It's basically a poison pill kind of contract. Like, yeah, we're not going to be able to keep him, right? I think it's a um, a big cap hit, too, if we cut him. That's bad. Well, it's going to be a big – yeah, it's going to be big. And honestly, it's like we made these decisions. We, we got in win-now mode. And it feels like we're the Saints, which is somewhere I never wanted to be, but it feels like we're the Saints where, like, we're constantly fighting all of the offense, all of the financial problems that we created for ourselves, but yet we're still living in that nine to ten win range because we, we've accumulated all these great players. But like, I don't know, we're at our best an eleven win team, and at our worst a nine win team, which is kind of the fringe wild card. Is that where you want to live? I don't know. Is that a Super Bowl team? Is this good? What do you think? It's kind of the frustrating, um, you know, I mean, you, you just, you're never going to get one of the top guys usually in, in any position in that particular spot. Um, you know, and, you know, I mean, what we've D. seen. D.S. Gridge. D.S. Gridge yeah. fucked this whole thing up, didn't he? God damn him. God damn D. Eskridge, second round pick two years ago. Can't play wide receiver. What do we do? Bad. Bad investment. We've had, we've had some really bad early round draft picks. And at least in recent years, you know, most of our best are ones that we get later on. And, and I guess that's why I'm like, man, just do something safe. Just you, get someone who's going to be really, you know, like, God, D. Eskridge is, like, miniature. Like, were you at our God, house? I, I don't think you were. Last Yesterday, were you at our house when Bo Melton caught a touchdown for Green Bay? No. Yeah. But Bo Melton was our sixth-round pick last year, and he got taken off our practice squad. Like, and now he's catching touchdowns for the Packers. Who just knocked us out of the playoffs? Like how? Like God, what are we doing, man? And yet yeah. we still have DJ Dallas, which we all know how I feel about DJ Dallas. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't really taken a big look at the the draft yet, but at sixteen, I mean, I would assume that we would just do the, and you know, I mean, defense is what we need more than any. Yes, yes, and you're right. Uh, That's right, Finnickiers. Coming soon, we will have a draft episode and a how the fuck to fix the Seahawks episode all coming down the pipeline. Snake, I'm sure you're going to be there because we hang out way too much. (laughs) Um, All right, so looking down the pipe, uh, let's talk about, okay, so this is what's going to really happen. It's uh, Nightmare Monday or whatever they call it, Black Monday. Um, you saw that coaches got fired. Let's just do rapid fire gut feels. Let's see if we can predict the future, but probably can't, but Hey, no, keep listening. Um, Arthur Smith is out for the Falcons, which means for finicky, all of those players that you've wanted to have, like Kyle Pitts, Drake London, B. John Robinson, all of a sudden, all those guys 
might be playable soon. So this is big. Snake, who coaches that team that makes it so maybe we can draft these guys and feel good about it? I would think that that, that job is of all of the jobs that are going to be opening up is probably the best one, right? It's the best one for anyone. And so Which is the reason they fired him so fast. They fired him. I mean, it was Jameis basically canceled him. But Jameis, Jameis might be the smartest. This is a sidetrack. I shouldn't have done this. But Jameis, his genius. I I know he's an idiot. I know he's an idiot. I saw it. He threw as many touchdowns as he did as interceptions. But, like, think about it for a second. This guy, without hesitation, knew that the head coach he was about to F over on the, on the Falcons was going to get fired. And he's like, I'm going to get a touchdown from my bro back here. I feel like Jameis Winston is living life purely to never pay for drinks at the bar. And he's doing a great job at it. He's beloved by so many people. He's not a great quarterback. Yet, he's doing shit. He's newsworthy. Like, I, I don't know. This... Zach, if you're listening, I know we have your victory lap. I want to do 20 minutes on Jameis Winston and how the the franchise that needs the best PR resuscitation could just draft him and all of a sudden like maybe be a thing. I don't know. It's he's the most I'm so curious about him. But shit, I just distracted the whole thing. Arthur Smith fired Ow. Johnson. That's going to be the new coach there. The offensive coordinator for, for the from the Lions. That's what ben, I mean. Brian Johnson. Ben, yeah. jo- ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Brian Johnson. Ben. John, Brian. Ben. Brian. Ben. Something like that. Fucking something like that. I uh, I fully agree. He made Jared Goff a thing, and honestly, it's like he could trade for Jared Goff, and I bet maybe depending on the health of Hendon Hooker, you know, it's like. The Lions can't survive giving Goff a yeah. big contract. It's not like that's not how this is gonna be sustainable. But maybe they keep him, maybe they don't. Let's see how the season goes. I'm a purist of just like now the Seahawks are out. I'm I'm totally in on the Lions, but I'm so invested in the future. But like, yeah, if I'm Ben Johnson, man, like there are so many like quarterbacks out there that you could just like resuscitate to being useful. And isn't that feel like, I feel like the old NFL was a pay your quarterbacks top dollar or draft top dollar quarterbacks. And yet the drafting top dollar was never guaranteed and you're paying them so much. We're kind of at the estate sale bargain bin area of the NFL right now. We're like, people are figuring out that maybe I can just, oh, I don't know, plug in fucking Joe Flacco for a million dollars a year and be much better off than trading for someone and paying them $250 million and getting nothing in return. Like, is this possible? Could like... The Falcons just, and this is what I keep kind of pushing, like pour your draft picks into all of these other skill positions and then just have three possible quarterbacks, guys who your scheme can make work. Whatever is the equivalent of Jared Goff, Sam Darnold, Gardner Minshew. I'm not going to say Easton Stick, but like just like just bring in anyone. 
bring in Cam Ward and just see if maybe he could get the job done. Is this, it kind of feels like where it's trending right now. We're in a buy low on quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, that being said, they kind of had that this year, right? Like the Desmond Ritter is not the answer, right? Like, and there was this thought, oh man, they've got the, not the answer with the current coaching staff. Not the answer yeah. with the current coaching that, staff. That'll be the interesting thing because I think that, you know, yeah, you can bring in someone and shit. Bring in someone like Flacco. The guy's going to be, you know. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick Mullins Only broke one. records as a rookie throwing for Kyle Shanahan. And then did you watch him with Minnesota? He was he, – he was – it was a cautionary tale. It was like, don't, don't let this person take over your franchise. And it's like, have you ever seen such a stark difference between two franchises experience with one player outside of age being a factor? Like, it's just, man, it just, it really feels like we're somewhere where like a head coach can literally, if we're talking Madden, add 30 points to whatever quarterback you put in there. And I don't know. It's just if if Ben Johnson's one of those guys, then I don't know. I absolutely endorse him. And then that also to that point makes the Packers future scary because it does feel like they're building something with all of those young players. Like they're they're at the foundation. I don't care if they if they go to any if they go to the NFC Championship. Man, the the it's it's the Seahawks. It's tough. Because we are fighting an uphill battle with a team that is much more prepared. But they might lose immediately and also be shit. So we replaced Ben Johnson with uh, Arthur Smith out, Ben Johnson in. Let's, uh, let's keep it going. Fun futures. Belichick. Belichick. Let's say he's out because he probably is. And who gives a shit what happens to the Patriots going forward? Do you think Belichick gets another job? And if so, do you think there's another team that's a good fit? I think someone, someone will. Well, will someone, kick. but like, what, what, what? Is there a team that really just like, I, I will, I'll, I'll throw some names out there. You let me know. You just say ding, ding, ding if one fits. Because I've got a few I don't know what I like. like. Uh, if the Cowboys get illuminated early in the playoffs, Cowboys, that would be my number one. If they get knocked out first round, even though Dak is having probably an MVP season still. They get knocked out first round. I could see that big change coming, but they probably won't. Chargers, all the yeah. pieces, all the pieces. The only reason they wouldn't is because Belichick's been around long enough and knows that that ownership sucks ass. But what, what an incredible LA dynamic. And Zach yeah. will probably agree here to have Sean McVay and Belichick coaching in the same city. Yeah. What? Uh, Bears. I don't know if that's going to happen. Nah. Oh. And then um, oh, I feel like there was one more. Uh, what could they take? Oh, and then I guess the commanders. If we're just talking full on ass rebuild commanders. Any of those? Any of those feel like they charts are the best of those? Because yeah. um, the thing is, it's like. Does he like knows? warm weather? Does Belichick even want a dome? Who knows? He's old. He has to, right? Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Maybe. You know what? He looked fucking miserable. He looked miserable on Sunday. He had the flu. He was in the snow. 
And what do old people do? They go to the, the sunny to the environment. Sun. They go to a warmer climate. I'm a Belichick putting his fucking feet in the sand to Santa Monica, hanging out with Ben Bliss. This makes sense. This is, you know, yep. you're selling me. Yep. He's not going to Chicago. He's not going to Washington because they're too fucking cold. Too cold. He, he wants the beaches of. The beauty. I was going to say San Diego, but it's a forget. It's not no, in San it's Diego. Still, it's in it's Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Barely Los Angeles. So, so with that, uh, the only other team they could have gone to is um, the Panthers, but I just I don't think them be able. To, but like the Panthers, man, Belichick now, just Belichick said, or no, sorry, uh, Harbaugh just won the championship. And man, oh man, does it not seem like the most billionaire move ever to buy the winner of the college football championship, a guy who has NFL, like, you know, credibility. I just think Harbaugh and the Panthers. Is that my crazy? Is that it does seem like it's over the top. It, I, I mean, I don't think he's going to leave. But then again... His I mean, dad some, came to the game, so that was nice. Yeah, I don't know. But I just – what I was going to mention is that, you know, as we talk about the, the Falcons being arguably the, the best landing spot for any coach, the Panthers have got to be the worst. You get to go – you you get to take on this team that has no first-round pick with a starting quarterback who has not looked remotely, uh, like, good in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, that's it's brutal. It's brutal. brutal. It's absolutely There's brutal. There's no weapons around there. Yeah, your best wide receiver on that team is a like thirty-eight-year-old like. Harbaugh's don't need to throw the ball. We run it with Miles Sanders, and and you know what? He'll just go ahead and just draft a bunch of Michigan players. Gorham will be right there. It'll be great. Um, all right. Derek Henry. Where do you got Derek Henry going? Because this is big. This is big. Derek Henry fringe first round pick for Finicky. Finicky is interested. Where do you think he goes to uh, saw, to to make his career the best possible thing? I see. I see two places, three places where I think he could be um, great. All right. The Cowboys. If he goes to the Cowboys, that would be scary because what we saw this year, Pollard, disaster. Absolute disaster. He we is a he 1B. He is not a 1A. And if you, you – I mean, Pollard is – Can the Cowboys I, afford this? I feel like they've got a lot of money. They're going to have to pay bland. There's a lot of – I don't know. I'm not looking at the money, but that's no, just one. Right. The other right, right, right. B, I like it. I do uh, like it. I can see him in the jersey, so that I yep. do like. The Ravens. That's my pick. I love the Ravens. I love it the Ravens. Fuck the Gus bus. Put him on the fucking Henry Mobile. It's just, ah, man. Has there ever been a more terrifying play-action pass than it's? you created Madden? Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, which means it won't happen. And then here's my, my dark horse. Ooh. I like this. This is the Chicago Bears. Yes. Yes. Chicago I love that. Chicago Bears. 
decide to stay with Justin Fields. Yep. They trade down. I love this. One spot to the Commanders. So happy. They, Commanders take Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Commanders like, fuck them picks. Just forfeit and over a shit ton Bears, of equity. The Bears pick Marvin Harrison Jr. Love it. Love it. Now you have DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison Jr. You have a, a mobile quarterback who's yep. not the best, but now you give him two incredibly good wide receivers, and now you give him a, a, a running back who is maybe over the hill, but he can still uh, he can and, still play. And what was a top five defense for the past couple of weeks? And Deontay Foreman succeeded in this offense, which means him being just a mini Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry would thrive in Chicago. I love it. That's my, that's, you know, new favorite. New favorite. I mean, the Ravens thing is terrifying, but new favorite. Um, yeah. He'd right. rather go Ravens, no doubt. This is actually somber because I don't like my forecast on this. So I want to hear something good for you. Chiefs future. I mean, they're not winning the Super Bowl year. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right here on the pod. They are not winning the Super Bowl this year because they suck in the wide receiver department. So what do you got for the chiefs? How do they re uh, yeah, reboot after what a, uh, a shitty postseason they're about to have? Uh, well, they, I think have discovered over these past two years without Tyreek Hill, that this experiment of we have the best quarterback and it doesn't matter with the wide receivers that we have. He'll make everyone good. I think it is not working. They have to go out there and they have to get someone, whether that's like a T Higgins or whether that's uh, you know, so someone like that. Um, they just, you know, I, I just, I think that they're, Kelsey's days are are. Uh, Don't are you over. speak poorly of my first round I pick, think, Travis I think Kelsey? Finally, how dare you? I think we're finally there. We've talked no. about this for the last years, and I think, you know what? He might even retire this year. No, Who knows? no, I need to draft him next year. No, no, I'm gonna double down. I'm keeping my Kelsey stock. I'm keeping it. Son of a bitch. Find no. a better story for him. He goes out with his brother no. to his. Billionaire girlfriend, no, and and his incredibly popular podcast, no, no, no. I hate it all. I hate it all, and I don't want it. No, that's what's happening. Travis Kelsey sticks around, and this is the part I hate, and I hate it. I don't want to say it out loud, but they boost their offense with the offseason acquisition of the recently cut Tyler Lockett, and it's just yeah, man, it starts to fall into place. You. Yeah, I, I hate it. I hate it. We can't afford them, and somehow they can. So uh, I don't like it, but it's how it's going to shake out because they're a contender, and they always will be as long as they keep Travis around. And it's going to be great, and I'm pissed. Okay. We did Bears. Oh, final Jets. <coughs> Future. Wait. There's not a lot to project here with the Jets. I just had yeah. a question. And Zach is – it's. It's probably another topic for his pod when he chooses to happen. But, like, this is just something for him to soak on. Is Aaron Rodgers an idiot? Is he just, like, an idiot? And is it, like, 
a Green Bay thing? Like, like, like Favre was an idiot, and now Rodgers is an idiot, and, like, do we need to be worried about Jordan Love? Like, what's happening here? I don't know. He it's, is a weird... He is a fucking weirdo. Fucking weird, man. It's fucking weird. Like, you know, obviously there's all the ayahuasca stuff and sitting in a dark room and all yeah, that weird, weird shit. Yeah. But it's like, he is just a fucking weirdo, it's and weirdo. I don't... The way that that ended the, the the whole year ended with him, I'm I'm gonna I'm having a miracle recovery and can be coming back. Like you're really gonna push to come back to it. Didn't a make team? any sense. And if if he did push it, he might get hurt again. It's just, oh man, the Jets have such a good defense, and they're gonna really hang it all on this fucking guy's leg. Like you, man, talk about a place for Michael Penix to land. Obviously, no one would like it money-wise in his rookie deal. But if Michael Penix fell to the goddamn Jets, he'd be playing by week three, and we'd be talking playoffs. It would be the best fucking thing for him. But, you know, everyone's going to hate that I said that, so it's fine. Um, all right. Well, he's an idiot. Uh, okay. Uh, we talked Chargers future. Raiders, very briefly. Are they going to keep their coach? I think they should, but, you know, owners, uh, they hate interim, so what? They do that every year, though, don't they? Whenever they fire their coach, doesn't always the, the guy who takes over specifically always Everybody does well. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves the interim coach. Why can't we yeah. keep him? Why not? So, I I mean, they did so much better when they, did they, uh, when they went to the interim coach this year. If they don't uh, keep Antonio Brown, Antonio Pierce, Seahawks, Seahawks, scoop him up, pay him what he needs. Just don't let him fucking leave the building. I am. It would be a huge miss. And honestly, we need guidance on the defense. And I know that's Pete's bread and butter. Yeah. But like Pete is exhausted. He won't ever admit it. But like, man, he only has time to talk to the secondary. He, we need somebody who, who who can work with the the linebackers and the defensive line, right? Yeah. Do you think with the, you know, Pete as a defensive guy, and I would say that these last few years the defense has been the problem. Really, I mean, there's I been a lot really, of really has. If Pete, if if Russ had this defense, he wouldn't have made the playoffs. I don't no, care. Pick a year. Wouldn't have made it. Do you think that there's some of that that element that Pete doesn't want to have? Yeah, I mean, we had the opportunity to go get Dan Quinn, or Gus Bradley, and guys like that. Well, um, it's all about them, them actually taking the deal, you know. Well, um, yeah, but we don't know if we've offered them, but I just like instead we're sticking with like Clint Hurt and Clint Hurt. Bringing- I, I here's the thing. I think Pete was adapting with the times, as you're supposed to, but man. Hasn't worked. Hasn't worked at all. And it's like, I, I it's either go back to your grassroots and take it over, or bring in someone who is working now, and you gotta let you gotta let it go. What Pete will always have is an ability to motivate, and he is good with this young secondary. But you gotta let the linebackers and defensive line go. And like he had Sean Desai and he had Clint Hurt. And guess what? Those guys aren't good enough. You got to bring in an A plus because he is used to the kind of offense that wins 
because the defense is so good. And we don't have that. We don't have anything close to it. In fact, we have a we might have a better offense right now than we've ever had. It's just that the defense is so bad we can't see it. Uh, I think he did a great job bringing in Shane Waldron. I think he did a great job bringing in Gino. And God, we have the most incredible wide receiver core, and I don't know if we can afford it anymore. But, man, on defense, we've had some real fucking miscues. If we lose Leonard Williams, because that's a second and a fifth, gone. We give a lot of money to a lot of old guys. We need a defensive coordinator that is inspired by using the youth that we have and that we can acquire. Chenin Woso was incredible. But when he went down, the entire defense went to shit. And if you're if we're if it's a one-person defense, then we're absolutely fucked. It's honestly the way you look at the Jets and you're like, good God, Sauce Gardner is good. Build the whole defense around him. I'm confident if Devin Witherspoon is that good, build the whole defense around him. Give him a chance to be that guy because I think he's got it. It's just, uh, yeah, man, right now, <laughs> Julian Love and Devin Witherspoon heading to the Pro Bowl, like, eh, it's kind of a popularity contest. I don't know. And we're going we're gonna to end up cutting Jamal Adams. That was a huge bust. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to rethink. We could rethink it top to bottom. Uh I, I think that Quandry Diggs and Bobby Wagner are the leaders of this team right now, and I and I love that. But if the new leadership came in and was like I'm clearing house and got rid of them both, I th I think I'd be okay with it. I think I'd be okay. I'm not afraid of Bobby and Quandre going to other teams. I'm really not. I, I I really don't know how many players on this team I'm afraid of going to other teams, and that's a bad thing. Can you imagine how pissed we would have been. If Richard Sherman in his prime went to another team, I'm furious. Like, outside of Devin Witherspoon, who on this defense are you like, oh, no, don't take them. Don't do that. Like, we. No one. No one. Just, Literally no one. Jordan Brooks can't stay Jordan, healthy. But Jordan Brooks can't stay healthy. William yeah, Mafe so might be the closest thing. He's going to be a dude. He's going to be a dude, but maybe not even a great dude. Like, he's going to be a dude. Anyway, all right, how we fix the Seahawks. That's supposed to be a futurist. We're diving in too early on this. Um, all right, let's talk. I mean, we might as well make our, our giant projections now. Uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. If you don't pick the Niners and Ravens, which I would have to assume are just the overall favorites, if it's not Niners, Ravens, and you just like swap out one team if you have to, both would be cool. Who are you? Who are your two guys? Who, who is your dream Super Bowl? They think actually has a slight pinch of feasibility of happening. Well, I think, and there is a feasibility that it can happen. I, I, I think that the the Ravens versus the Lions would be excellent. I but, love that. But and it's feasible. Very. I don't think you know. I think the NFC is. Uh, I think it's anything can happen there. Really, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, shit. Freaking like you. You kind of hinted on it. I, I'm kind of terrified of uh, Green Bay. 
the way that they're actually playing here at the end of the year when it counts the most. It's, uh, I don't know if they can go and make it all the way to the Super Bowl, but I think that they have, they'll win their first game. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think the Lions, the Lions would, be a, would be a great one to make the Super Bowl. Um, on in the other side, like I guess, I mean, I mean, the Ravens are just so much better than everybody else. But gosh, could you imagine? Could you imagine if Joe Flacco takes the Browns? Oh, to I was the, thinking about the Browns. I was thinking about them so much. It's actually possible. <laughs> also, like, can you imagine? And if the Seahawks had traded for Roquan Smith instead of the goddamn Ravens, like, honestly, like, what the Ravens have done is not mind-blowing. They've drafted the best players that fall to them, which is why, like, I'm going to attack the Seahawks draft in a new way. I am I'm, I'm of a new thought. I am not drafting positionally. I am drafting by value. Whatever the best player that falls to us at 16, take them. Because you know what? That's what the Ravens do. And when Kyle Hamilton fell to, uh, fell to the Ravens, they took him. And guess what? He's one of the best strong safeties in the game. And when Roquan Smith became available for a second-round pick, they took him. They weren't worried about the financial implications because they knew he was the best linebacker in football. And when you look at teams in the playoffs, you don't look at the body as a whole. You look at the stars. Who are the three guys that are going to win this game? And who are the three people that are going to win the game for the Seahawks? DK? Gino? Kenneth Walker? Bobby Wagner? Like, it's... We have nothing. Uh, Devon Witherspoon maybe one day. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm hoping he's that guy. I hope he can strike fear from the corner spot the way that Richard Sherman used to. But, like... Man, it's like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just it, we, the we brought in Leonard Williams, which I actually like Leonard Williams. I think culturally he fits what Pete wants to do. It's just that you know what we got a lot of cultural fits right now. We got and we're paying them a lot of money. I just uh, it's it's man, it's tough. We're gonna have to make some tough cuts and and. I keep going back to the Seahawks. One side of the ball for the Seahawks is going to have to do more with less because right now they're both doing eh, average or less with more. Both of them have a lot of big contracts and like that's how big teams win It's, it's you do less with more. And uh, man, Zay Flowers, big pickup, the same way we got Jackson Smith and Jigba, but like the Ravens are just in such better shape than we are, and it's embarrassing. We could have been, we could have been the Ravens. We should have been the Ravens. We don't have Lamar Jackson. I get that, but like we should have been the Ravens. We could have, could have been the Ravens. No, we could have had Lamar Jackson. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. We could have had that, and you know yeah. that's funny because you look at the draft and like honestly, the way that we think of it mentally is like, hey. If you don't want him in the top five, that means you don't want him as a quarterback. You know what? It's like if they're not worth that top five pick, then they're not worth it. And that was proven by the whole like Justin Fields debacle and oh boy, the Mac, jo- Mac Jones debacle. But that whole fucking thing falls apart when you look at, 
Yeah, Lamar, the bottom of the first round. The Ravens got fucking Lamar Jackson, 23rd or whatever overall. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying I want the Seahawks to take a quarterback at 16. This is not at no. all what I'm saying. That's I'm just saying, not. like, man, it's, yeah. So it's, we're better off just rolling with Geno for another year, getting a, a young quarterback later on that can learn from him and go from there. That's our better. The Ravens right now are the accumulation of years of planning and effort, similar to how UW was going in against Michigan. They have been planning for this game since 2018. They literally brought the offensive coordinator that did had so much success for, uh, for Penix and, and made him the head coach. Kellen DeBoer yeah. was the, the the offensive coordinator when Indiana was eighth overall in the country and had uh, Penix, and they brought him after a good head coaching year in Fresno State, and they brought him and like I admire the long term planning that UW made to make that team a success, and that that's great. And honestly, the Ravens are kind of in that boat. They've been building to this season, which is a part of the reason I want them to win. But the funny thing is, is like they could literally get their shit blown out by somebody who just randomly put their shit together last minute. Like, I don't know. It feels like the chiefs are scrambling. Uh, the bills, the bills. Good God. The bills. Uh, I, I loved Miami before all the injuries. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. That's why we love the NFL. Um, all right. So Super Bowl matchup. What is, I think it distracted us. Super Bowl matchup. You had Ravens and whom? Lions. Lions. I envy that pick. That's good. I like that. Um, NFC. You know, what's funny. If I didn't have any biases, which I do, I actually think the Rams are a fun pick because they have that veteran leadership that just somehow really shows out in the playoffs. I really do like the Rams to go farther than anybody else thinks they're going to, but if they can't do it and I'm hoping they don't, I, I do like the, uh, I do like the, the lions. Uh, it's hard for me. I, I guess I'd have to look at a sheet. All right. We're going to finish it up with the Broncos future. Snake. Let me know what you think. The Broncos moving forward. The final minute is yours. Well, I don't know how they're, what they're going to do with like a dead cap of $60 million. That's stupid. But uh, I don't see how you go back to, to Russell. And I don't see how... Well, oh, they're going to cut him. He's cut. He's done. Cut. So he's cut. You've got the dead cap. Do you draft a new guy? What do you do? What would I Sean think, Payton do? I think they're going to – he's going to go and get one of his guys. You know, he's going to – Taysom Hill. Oh, that's shit. It. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Bringing in Taysom Hill, and they're going to run the Sean Payton crazy shit in the, in the in the mountains i tell you what that's the, that's it 
Next or Jameis. I bet Jameis becomes available. I bet he defied his coach. I bet Jameis is free in no time. That's great. Russell God. goes on and he goes and plays for the Raiders. That's where he's going. Well, I love that. I think that that's actually both those. I'm now I'm now keeping a keen eye on Jameis and Taysom Hill. This has been kind of the final installment of the Finicky Football Podcast. Snake, thanks for partying. And for Bliss, sorry, buddy, but for Zach, good Finicky and good night. Oh, I missed it still. Fuck, fuck it. I can't keep doing this.